welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. Now, we've been studying wisdom series throughout this quarter, and today we're looking at taming the tongue. This is lesson 12, one more lesson. The last four lessons I mentioned earlier were going to be in the book of James. James, um, the Apostle James, uh, is actually is the can I say it's the Proverbs of the New Testament. So, and it gives us a little bit of um, um, little bit of nuggets throughout James. So, let's look at it as we go into this lesson. I like this subject here, um, or this this phrase, because it shows a horse, and and you can look at this horse, and you can imagine that he's wild, and the question is. Has your tongue gone wild? I like that. So, have you ever been in a situation like this? And how did you react to it? Let's say that your third grade teacher in elementary school once called you airhead when you failed to give a right response to a question. Hmm. What about this one? Um, one of the professors at the local college really knows how to teach economics and the students, they hang on every word. But from what I know of his lifestyle outside of the classroom, this man is a racist. So how is your reaction? Now, what if your reaction changed? If you realize that that Sunday school teacher, that that school teacher was actually your Sunday school teacher, or is that professor was actually your deacon? Will your reaction change? That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to focus on teachers. So the first verse in James, the third chapter one is, is my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we have received a greater condemnation. What James is actually doing is James is telling He's warning the teachers. He's warning the people that are in charge, the ones that are responsible, responsible for teaching everyone else. Now, what is so important here, and if we go back and we look at uh, James, we are seeing that the believers were dealing with doctrinal arguments, false teachers, power struggles, gossip, and slander. Even believers were being encouraged to pursue self-fulfillment. During this time, many philosophers believe and taught the importance of knowledge for the sake of knowledge. Very little importance was placed on putting knowledge into practice. They mistakenly taught that the way to spiritual enlightenment was through knowledge. And what James is doing is combating that type of teaching. And that's why he focused first on his fellow teachers. And then in that second verse is a very important verse. And our lesson, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able also to browder his whole body. If you don't offend in word, in word, notice the word there, in your speech and things that you are saying, you're considered a perfect person and you can control everything. Now, our question that we're going to focus on Sunday. Um, as we dig deeper, is what is the single most important thing you can do to keep that standard of James 3 and 2 before you? 
And we're going to look at perfection as in those verses there, Matthew 5, 48, 19, 21, James 1, 25, and 1 John 4 and 18. And, and, and look at the challenges of being perfect. We're going to talk about that on Sunday. So get ready. Get ready. Now, the next uh, are verses, actually verses 3, 4, 5, and 8, um, the power of the tongue. And what James does is he takes two objects. The, um, um, he takes a mammoth, a horse, and he takes a ship. And he says that we put bits in the horse mouth, and they are able to obey. And then he takes the ship, and he said that a ship, even though you is driven by a fierce wind, but you can turn that ship with a very small helm. Him. So whosoever the governor's list is. In other words, you can control that ship with the rudder, is what he's saying. So even so the tongue is a little member of the body, and it boasts this great thing. Can you actually control that tongue? And then he talks about it as a fire. Notice the verse here, five and six. Behold, what a great matter a little fire can kindle. So is that tongue, just like a fire. So what is interesting in this right here is because in the next verse, verse seven and eight, he names different animals. There's the beast, there's birds, there's serpents, and there's sea animals. And if you flip back, because James uh, many times goes into the Old Testament. And in, in the Old Testament in Genesis, it says that every creature God has given man the ability to, to do. In other words, control. And we're able to control the animals. But what about our tongue? In the eighth verse, notice the eighth verse. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. And then notice verse 9 and 10. I like this because he focused on blessings and curses. And he compares it to actually water. Notice, therefore, bless we God, even the Father, and therefore curse we men. So the question is, we say, oh, God is blessed. Oh, we have a blessed God. But we curse men who actually is made after God. And how can that be? Out of the same mouth, blessing and cursing come. And notice in the verse 11 and 12, how can you have a water faucet that can spew out sweet water and bitter, or salt water and fresh? A fig tree is not going to produce berries, nor will an olive tree produce figs. So, so the question is, what is the single most important thing you can do to tame your tongue better? Think about that. What is the single most important thing you can do to tame your tongue? So,